a beautiful day. Good morning. Good morning. Please join with me in our responsive call to worship that you will find in your bulletins. Thank you, God, for the gift of life and love that you give us and that we are able to share together today. With the power and presence of the Holy Spirit, may we take these gifts and use them to their fullest potential. And in our worship and in our life, we ask for you to be with us every step on our journey and to guide us in our actions, to speak to us the words we need to hear, and to let your spirit change us, charge us, and empower us to be your people of bold courage, faith, and love. It is with this spirit that we come to worship and rejoice Please join with me in prayer. O oh God of love, forgiveness, healing, and new life, with love in our hearts and a caring community surrounding us with fresh possibilities for our growth and endless possibilities for us to express our caring and support for others. And for the countless, and for the countless ways that we receive your love and support, we thank you now. We thank you for your spirit that leads us and for this time and this place where we can gather in peace, friendship, renewal, compassion, and understanding. In our faith, in our giving, in our seeking, and in our finding. With your love, draw us near, make us whole, lift us up, stretch us to grow, and challenge our hearts and our minds. As you lead us now and always, this we pray. As we join together in that which Christ taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. and good morning everyone. Good morning. What a beautiful day. 
Beautiful day outside. Beautiful, beautiful day inside. It is wonderful to be together today. Um, so welcome, those of you who are here in person, um, those of you who are watching on live stream uh, today and during the week. Let me just um, invite you at this moment, if you just please take the friendship registers that you have on the inside and the outside aisles of your pews, and if you just want to jot your name and, and pass that on to, uh, to your neighbor, that would be terrific, um, and it is, all, as always, a great opportunity to be able to, to just take a look at that as it goes by and match some faces with some names, um, and if you are a visitor and if you'd like to... Uh, to be informed with what's going on, then please share your contact information as well. Um, please read all of the announcements that are in the bulletin. Um, there's a lot going on right now for full details. I'm just gonna highlight a couple of things. Um, first of all, the Julianne, Laura, and I are all gonna be greeting in Fellowship Hall today um, and not at the door. Why? Well, because it's Julianne Center Sunday, that's why. <laughs> It's not a national holiday, um, but it's something that we are celebrating in full today. Um, we're gonna have a reception in her honor after, uh, after service in Fellowship Hall. Um, our final goodbye to Julianne is gonna be on June 11th, so we still have a little bit more time, but uh, June 11th is gonna be Children's, uh, Children's Day, and we have our musical, and we wanted to really take this day appropriately to be able to focus on Julianne, her time here. Uh, with us as, as a student minister and a relationship that we have that we have developed mutually um, but that's not all because love is in the air <laughs> and so so Thursday this Thursday um, we are hosting a wedding shower for Julianne and Gus and all are invited so please check the details of that out in the bulletin and now I just, I want to, there's some special people here that I want to invite Julianne to, to welcome and introduce to us here. Yes, it is my pleasure to make my family uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're here, I'd like to thank um, many people who I consider family who are here in these pews so that you can find them out and continue to make them uncomfortable. <laughs> my mother, Vicki, is right here. My sister, Christy, my brother, David, I have my dad, Andy, and my brother, Michael, all here. Um, and so many, they've made me who I am. I'm so honored to share them with you. I also have the reason I went to seminary and the person who created the space where I felt called to ministry, Reverend Linda Forsberg here, who I'm so grateful is here, and just uh, one of my best pals. And, and an honor to have him here, um, a member of Church Beyond the Walls and a good friend, Sarge, don't ask his first name, Sarge. <laughs> and then, of course, my fiance, Agustin Almorir Porras, uh, who you all know. So thank you all for welcoming them into this space with me. And more to come, as they say. So next weekend is Memorial Day weekend. Um, and the weekend after that, with love continuing to be in the air, is our daughter Audra's wedding. And uh, that's a little something of a celebration that is going on. And our, our daughter uh, was, she was just a couple of weeks old when we came here. And we wanted to invite uh, the whole congregation 
to attend the ceremony June 3rd at 4.30 p.m. Um, so we'll see some of you there, and uh, we'll love to see you. And then tonight, our son, Scott, who is, is back, has moved back from, from Maui, um, he and his partner, Jen Vitale, are going to be leading Kirtan tonight in our sanctuary at 7 p.m., I love the description that uh, was written on the, on the email blast uh, that, that many of you received, that all of you received this morning. And I'm, I'm just going to share it because it's so beautiful. Um, it says, Kirtan like yoga is a musical meditation that calms the nervous system. Both are easy and enjoyable. Kirtan relaxes the mind without making it difficult to concentrate. So you can enjoy some of that tonight at 7 p.m. with Scott and Jen. And as they say, no previous experience is necessary, only open hearts. So with our hearts open and full of love, let's join together in our hymn, Blessed Assurance. changes occur. So today we gather to pray for those who are known to us and who, uh, whose names we may not know, knowing that God will indeed hear our prayers. So we ask you to join us in prayers today for a church member who will be undergoing some heart surgery in a few weeks to repair a blockage. We also pray for a church member who is seeking out medical help to answer questions um, about their own medical conditions. 
We pray for Neil Rice, who is again in Bridgeport Hospital with his continued medical concerns, and for Carol, who, uh, as the caretaker of some who, someone who is chronically ill, it is a stress, so we pray for you with all our love as well. We also pray for Joan Lowry, who will be having cataract surgery soon, so is not here this week, for Mark Foster and his family as they navigate his diagnosis of glioblastoma, uh, for Paul DePrado's father, and for Melanie Varengia's mother as she recovers from a broken hip. We also ask for prayers of celebration for all our college graduates who are ending their academic careers and starting their adult journeys into the working world. And prayers, of course, of celebration for Julianne on her graduation from Andover Newton Seminary yesterday, Yale Divinity School on Sunday, later today, Yale, the greater Yale system on Monday. So many graduations. Yale does it big, does it big. It's a surprising to none of us, I don't think. Um, but also prayers of gratitude that God joined us together with her as a family for the past three years, giving us all the opportunity for growth and care and love and an awful lot of laughter. So with those prayers and then the prayers that are deep within your own hearts, let's take this time to lift them all to God. Creator God, we gather our hearts and minds together this morning to join collectively in our prayers, knowing that you hear each voice, you know each heart, you understand each word. Today we come to you with gratitude and thanksgiving. You have called each one of us to be in this world, to serve one another, to love one another, in fact, you have given us the commandment to care for each other, to work for justice for all, to create a world in which all of your people are treated fairly and lovingly. And in order for that to happen, you have given us all different gifts to be used for that purpose. To some, the gifts of healing. To others, the gift of teaching to some creative minds, to others analytical minds, to some the calling to work with our hands, to others the calling to serve with our hands. Each one of us is called independently by you, none valued by you any more than another, none deserving more than any other, because we are all parts of one body, but separate parts of it. And what an amazing creation you made, God, because together we make the human family whole, each one of us doing what you have called us to do. And so we give you thanks for our callings, for the gifts that you have given just to us, whether we use them as our vocation or as our avocation. So we ask you, God, to be with each one of us as we move through this life. You tell us that we are here to love you, to love our neighbor, and to love ourselves. 
So keep that mission in the forefront of our minds as we go about our work. Keep us focused on loving others while helping our company survive. Keep us focused on loving ourselves while we do the work of our vocations. And keep us always focused on you so that we can do what is right, but not necessarily what is easy. So we thank you, God, for this life we are living right now with the calling you have given us. And we offer this prayer with gratitude and thanksgiving for all that we have been, all that we are, and all that we can be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you, Bell Choir. Beautiful. God tells us over and over in the Bible to not be afraid. And our gifts this morning are one way that we trust God, even in a world that keeps telling us to be afraid. So we can let go of thinking that we are on our own because God is with us and we can live each day in grateful and graceful dependence on God. So let us gather our gifts this morning together and present them to God in gratitude and in praise.
Let's join together in the unison prayer of dedication. Loving God of all life, all hope, all opportunity, and all generosity, you give us everything we have in this life, and with our gratitude, we share our abundant gifts from you with your greater family in need. May you bless these gifts that they may express your spirit and our love. Amen. Good morning, church family and church family. Our scripture today is very special to me, and it comes from the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 through 18. And it's, um, it's a passage that I took great care to translate myself two years ago, when I still thought that if I continued to translate the Bible, I would understand it a little better. Um, and you can read a little bit about how I went about that process, but I hope you'll just sit and, and appreciate the words that the Apostle Paul has for us. Therefore, I encourage you all, family, through the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living, holy, and pleasing sacrifice to God, as is your rational worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind to scrutinize for yourselves whatever is the useful and pleasing and perfect will of God. For on account of the grace given to me, I say to all of those among you, not to be overproud of yourselves, aside from what is necessary to think, but to think according to the soundness of mind of all to whom God distributed the measure of belief. For just as in the body we have many organs, and the organs do not all have the same practical function, so in this way, though many, we are one body in Christ, and apart from each other, organs. We have graces by way of grace given to us all differently. If prophecy, in proportion, a faith. The one who serves in service, the one who teaches in teaching, the one who encourages in encouragement, the one who gives in liberality, the one who is put before others in earnestness, and the one who shows mercy with joy. Love is unfeigned, loathe what is useless, be inlaid as with gold with what is useful. Tenderly love one another as family, go before one another with honor. Do not shrink from earnestness, but boil with the spirit. Enslave yourself to the season, rejoice in hope, abide in affliction, persist in prayer, share in the needs of the holy ones, and pursue the love of strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind towards one another. Do not think loftily, but be led by the humble and do not be wise in yourselves. To no one repay uselessness for uselessness. Have regard for the usefulness in the face of all people. And if possible for you, live at peace with all people. 
This is the word of our Lord, written by a man named Paul about 2,000 years ago, translated by a mere intro to ancient Greek student about two years ago, and interpreted today by you and me and all of us and the life experience that we bring to our hearing. May the Lord bless our understanding and our living of these words of advice and of life. Amen. I'm so overwhelmed with love right now. There's, um, there's a line in Jesus Christ Superstar where Jesus says, wow, only three years feels like 30. I don't know what 30 years of ministry feels like, uh, and I don't know what Jesus's three years felt like, but I know that this has felt like a very long time and a very short time. But maybe it feels that way because it hasn't just been three years, but it's kind of been my whole life. I've not shared my whole life with you, but I've shared my story. I've shared how I came here. I've shared some of the people who have made me the person I am and shown me how to come here. And I think that by sharing stories, we share our lives. And one of these stories begins and ends in many ways with this scripture. So my mom packed a memento in her suitcase me to share with you all. My high school letterman jacket. <laughs> um, ignore the basketball patch. I was very bad. <laughs> but <laughs> you'll see a quote here that should be familiar. Romans 12:2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And that scripture um, has always guided me. I've shared most with all of you how I found faith quite alone. You can ask my family here and my siblings mostly that it was weird. <laughs> I was very weird. <laughs> it was weird for me to pick up a Bible and read it. Now that I'm a minister, people think it's something like noble or some sign of my call, but at the time it was very weird. Um, it was really weird that I spent each night reading it after my mom shouted, turn out the lights, it's bedtime. And it was weird to decide in college that I wanted to go to church every Sunday. And it was weird when I then found Church Beyond the Walls and I decided I wanted to go on Saturday too. <laughs> and it was weird that I decided I wanted to become a minister and it was weird to go to divinity school. And I didn't care that it was weird because I had this verse tattooed on my brain. Do not conform to this world to this age, to whatever the people around you think is normal. Jesus was not normal. Ask people who don't regularly attend church, and this is not normal to gather around and sing songs. This is something special. And I bring this up today because I haven't had a normal time here at Southport Congregational Church. It's been very weird, and it's been very special. Because I found faith alone and because I decided I wanted to go to divinity school, I knew only one thing. I knew I wanted to be transformed by the renewal of my mind. And I thought that that would take place in classes. <laughs> I thought that maybe if I studied enough ancient Greek or if I unpacked enough biblical scholarship, if I read the theologies of enough dead white men that we call saints, I would get it. I would get why we're here, I'd get why I was called here, and I would get what I was supposed to do, I would understand what I believed in. 
But what I found was not a what, it was a who. It was Christ, but not in an I found Jesus kind of way. It was you all. You all as the body of Christ. I learned I believe in you. Alive, holy, with graces by way of grace given to you all differently. And so I just want to thank you because you've all served in different ways. All of you represent the body of Christ in different ways. Some of you who serve incredible meals and events at fellowship hour, who provide the time and space for us to just be with one another without worrying about the logistics, thank you. They are back there now even preparing and they're here in these pews. Some of you who teach officially, but perhaps more so by modeling, by the way you move through the world, you teach us how to be and how to be loving with every insight shared at men's or women's group or at a second hour program or at Wednesday night Zoom adult education series is. You teach and you've taught me, so thank you. Some of you, most of you, all of you encourage. It's been a long three years and I don't know where I would be without the notes or the flowers just because. The encouraging hand sweeps or hug or email or text after service or in the middle of a meeting, thank you. Some of you who give liberally in charity, you offer the community, yes, and by your offering here at worship, yes, but also in time, in food, in meals and laughter shared, in insight and perspective and legal advice, and in kind and in clothes after my apartment burned down, in so many ways, thank you. And some of you in leadership, by putting yourselves like this before others to speak and to share, to talk to us about the budget, oh my gosh. <laughs> the state of our missions, or our children, or in prayer, you lead with earnestness, and you care so much, and you put so much time and effort into every single word. So thank you. And some of you in showing mercy, and showing joy, in showing yourselves the, the many and manifold ways that Christ reveals the character of the divine within you, each one of you and each one of us. It has been weird to get to know you as little faces on Zoom screens and then as eyes above a mask in body and then as maskless faces sometimes and first as Julie and then after a, an official church rebranding as Julianne. Do you remember that? That was weird. <laughs> and, and first as a young woman with a dog and then as a young woman with this long-haired fellow who looks like Jesus around. <laughs> It's been so weird <laughs> and so special and so lovely to get to know you deeper and deeper, to walk beside you for three years. So thank you for sharing your life with me for three years. It feels like 30. Amen. <laughs> Down here.
I invite you to uh, sit right down there because Laura and I have some things that obviously pertain to the entire congregation, um, but they're really directed at you. He talked about three years. Three years. It only takes nine months to create a human being, but it takes three years to make a minister, which is harder. <laughs> Funny thing is that with either one, after that period of time, you have still just begun. And now comes the fun part. You will find at some point what it's like to minister after 30 years and 40 years. And that's the fun part. And that's the challenging part. When you get sent into the world, this comes with creating a whole new sense of being. Lucky for you, you will get to do so with all sorts of gifts, and you are highly, highly prepared. Julianne, uh, I still can't believe that you are just 25. And apparently neither can they. <clears throat> your maturity and your wisdom, your spiritual depth, your insight, your comfort in your own skin, and ease with people of all ages exceeds your chronological years. You are in many ways, as many of us know, an old soul. At the same time, you glow, you radiate, you bubble with energy, with joy. You radiate God's light and God's love. And we're so fortunate to have shared all of this part of your formative journey with you. And not just helping to nurture you, but to have been nurtured by you as a congregation. To nurture together along with you. Well, you have formed and grown so much, you've helped us to grow and transform as well. Six years ago, we as a, a church very thoughtfully and very prayerfully decided and made a commitment to become a teaching church. We thought about a lot of things. We thought, you know, we're blessed to have a very healthy congregation, to have a very loving congregation, the kind of congregation that you described that will pick you, a person up, that will wrap their arms around you, give you flowers, hugs, love, encouragement, support. And we wanted to share that model, not just with you, but then knowing that you and students will then take that model and that we'll share that model with the world. Good, healthy, loving ministry. Giving God a good name. Giving Christ and Christianity a good name. We wanted to share this model with Andover Newton Seminary, with Yale Divinity School, and therefore the world. We wanted to provide those going into the ministry with the broadest base of experiences that someone could possibly have. And as you know, and as we've talked about it, unfortunately, most students are not having this experience. 
We wanted to equip students the best that we could and for them to do the best that they could. As Jesus said, to go into the world. Well, you've not only taken up this mantle by being an exceptional student minister, you have absorbed everything like a sponge. (laughs) And you've gone far beyond that. And because of that, as a congregation, we have fallen in love with you, Julianne Center. We have fallen in love with you as a delightful, brilliant, gifted, warm-hearted, clear-headed, highly capable, articulate human being and minister. And the relationship has been symbiotic. You've made a lifetime impact on us. No one here will ever cease to remember and to feel the presence of your impact of Julianne Center. And so now, we're just going to have to stalk you. (laughs) And and as we, and believe me, we will. (laughs) And we will watch you with great joy. Take wing, take flight, take off. Because we know that your impact in the world will be great. And watching your trajectory will be so much fun and will be of so much value. And I think like like any good marriage, any good relationship, it's never 50-50, is it? It's always much more than that. You both have to be in 100%. And you have inspired us in this way, and you have educated us at all levels. You've challenged us. There's a saying that goes that I know is extremely close to your heart. Comfort those who are afflicted and challenge those who are comfortable. That's the old adage about Christianity that you love so much. I know and you know and we all know that you have more than a lifetime of both amazing comfort and worthy challenge to offer. So Julianne, it's impossible to adequately put into words the completeness of what your time with us has meant. Because in the end, love is impossible to fully express in words. But I will say that we as a congregation over these last three years have loved your openness, your trust, your authenticity, your faithfulness that you speak about and you live with ease, as if with taking a breath in and breath out. Your willingness to grow and explore, to challenge and to be challenged. And you're striking the balance between humility and owning and speaking out what you do know in your heart and in your mind. And so being a prophet and being a pastor, receiving an education and being an educator, taking comfort in and taking the risk of not just being a student minister and leaving it at that and checking your time and checking out at the door, but becoming a part of our community, giving and receiving, bringing your whole self. To me, the most important part of of being a minister, as as you talked about, 
It's not about what you know up here. It's about who you are, right? It's not talking about love, but transforming into it, becoming it. Sometimes that is difficult, and sometimes that comes with great joy. Julianne Center, you are the real deal. You've become it. And as we all know, you will continue to become it in all of your endeavors, near or far. I know you still have a few weeks left here. <laughs> so I'll say this again many times, but it has been a pleasure, it has been an honor to serve with you. May God continue to bless you with God's love and with our continuing love and with your great love. Amen. Well, I would just like to start out by saying, thank God that the weird thing is out and we don't have to live under the pretense of normality anymore. Because that's been a really long three years. Weird is, weird is what describes us. Weird is, weird is what Julianne and I bond over daily. Weird is meeting someone for the first time. That's all I have to say. I'll talk to you all later. You lasted 30 seconds. That was great. Really, it felt like 30 years. So. <laughs> I'm going to stop looking at her. Okay. Weird is um, meeting someone for the first time on Zoom wearing really oversized, large, white Beats headphones, to which our children, who are all adults, but, you know, we were living in COVID land, so children, all called her Beats Girl. And, um, you know, it's a, it was a weird time, COVID, right? You, we want to run our program, but we're all shut down. And I got this great email from this uh, potential Yale student who said, you know, are you going to be running this program in person? And I said, uh, we are. And she said, yeah, I'd like to be, uh, I'd like, I'm interested. I'd like to talk to you about it. So the first thing I said to her is, are you an Anna Newton student? And she said, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I said, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. So um, I explained to her Anna Newton, and she, she met uh, Sarah Drummond and got part of the program. And so uh, we began our journey together. And when we first met Julianne, uh, it was very clear that we had found a young woman who was looking for community. She was eager to learn all that she could about a church and how it operates. And she was also someone, as Paul said, who had found the word of God, had cultivated a relationship with God through many experiences and personal work and someone who had a real love for Jesus. She was smart, we all knew that. Brown grad, editor of the newspaper. Um, and she had spent three years out east from her beloved California, and she really wanted to go home. But then God called her to seminary, so three more years out east, and she missed her family. She missed her community in California. And being away from them was going to be a challenge for her, was a challenge for her, especially as it was COVID. 
So her first year of seminary also was only online. So she didn't have a community of people there. We remember all those times, right? We want to forget them, but it's important we remember them. So she sought out the job listings and God brought us together. And that combination of Julianne's self-motivation and her self-awareness mixed with strong biblical knowledge, faith, and a calling to serve God's people is really the combo that makes Julianne who she is. I can't look at you. <laughs> just, if you could just duck down. <laughs> in her time here at SEC, it has been a pleasure to watch her grow in her faith and knowledge of this church of the United Church of Christ, in theology, and in faith and practice. And this is how awesome Julianne Center is. On her very first Sunday, after having just met Paul and myself and Allie a couple days before, we dressed her up in a hamburger costume. <laughs> Allie donned the hot dog costume. And she had her first introduction to all of you with the drive-by hot dog event on Welcome Sunday. But with a sense of humor and a willingness to do ministry in a shutdown world, she became part of our COVID team, helping to craft programming and to lead worship in ways that helped to keep us all connected, not only in educational ways, but in fun social ways. Like if you remember back to the COVID open house Parsonage Christmas party, where Allie and Julianne walked through the door and we filmed it as if they were all of you coming to the party. She immediately stepped into the life of the church, weird or not weird, and embraced every opportunity that we gave her. She stepped into Christian education programming, creating a very unique and thoughtful online curriculum for our church virtual church school. Our high school youth group met weekly outside in the barn, and she helped to create programming that was meaningful, fun, safe, and somewhat warm. We all began to breathe easier when we could meet in person, and being able to create meaningful relationships with people became an important part of Julianne's ministry and time here. From the very young to the very mature, Julianne's sense of humor, compassionate nature, and fresh perspective was like a breath of fresh air to us all. Over her three years, we have been prayed with and for by her. We have been challenged and inspired by her sermons. We have learned from her during adult ed classes, second hours, women's and men's group. She has taught our children, supported our teens, baptized our babies. She's participated in funerals and in weddings. She helped create our new program, Blue Christmas, which offers a service of remembrance for those in our families who have died and whom we miss at Christmas time. Three years. Apparently, we all have the same thought process. Three years is a long time. It's 12% of your life. And in that time, <laughs> we've all bonded with you. You have become an important part of this church and our church family. And because of that, it is difficult and sad for us to say goodbye. But as we do, we remember that as a teaching church, 
Our program was designed to present to our student ministers the most complete experience of church ministry that we can, offering as many opportunities for growth and learning that we can. And as a teaching church, you all have done very well. You have shown Julianne what a loving and faithful community of God's people looks like. She has seen how you are moved and motivated by Sunday sermons and worship to expand our ministry out into the world during the week through your own community work and volunteerism. She has learned how boards and committees work together for a common goal, how stewardship not, is not only of financial resources, but also of personal gifts and of time, all of which combine to make the living body of Christ. You have loved her, you have cared for her in times of personal distress and celebrated with her in big life moments. And because you have done all of this, she is going on into her future, wherever God calls her to be, carrying you and the things you have taught her deep in her heart, and you will be a part of her ministry. And in a few months, as her home church, we will have the honor of ordaining her, of celebrating with her the power of the Holy Spirit, leading her into a life of servanthood to God's people. And so today, we say thank you, Julianne. Thank you for your time here. Thank you for sharing yourself and your faith. Thank you for being a part of our church family. We know, oh God. <laughs> I'm so good at hellos. We know that God has great plans for you. And we are honored to have been just a small part of your faith journey. We love you. <clears throat> wow. Much, much harder than I thought. All right, at this time, um, we have our words of gifts and thanks, but our boards um, and some of our special groups here at church also have words um, and gifts that they would like to share with Julianne. So we are going to hear from Oladeli Ogunshui and some members of the Board of Deacons. Then we're going to hear from Tracy Provost and as the rep of the Mission Outreach Board, and then Ellery Malkin with the Board of Christian Ed, the trustees uh, with John... John, are you still here? There you are. John Trainer, <laughs> scanning, scanning, John Trainer, And then uh, Hetty Mosier representing our women's group. And then we're going to wrap up with Pat Morrow talking about a new group that you might not even know about, but you will soon. So uh, I welcome Oladilly and the deacons to come on forward. Yeah, right. And apparently families love to make each other feel uncomfortable, so this is our turn. <laughs> I'm Jeffrey Earls. Julianne, nearly three years ago, you came into our SCC community as a young, enthusiastic student minister. And now, as a graduate from Divinity School and from your student internship here at SCC, you are still young and enthusiastic. But oh, how you have evolved. <laughs> and wow, what an impact you've had on all of us. You have touched us with your naturally positive personality your joyful smile, your humor, your radiant energy, 
your spark, and your light. You have touched us with your insight, your spiritual depth, your kindness. You have been a teacher to our children, a leader to our teens, a guide to our confirmands, a pillar of prayer and strength to our entire SCC community. You have participated in our ministry, supported our missionary work, and forged friendships with so many people. You have been part of the clergy and part of our congregation. So on behalf of the, all the deacons and your entire SCC family, we thank you. And we offer you our prayers and our love and our best wishes now as you begin the next phase of your journey. We pray that you maintain your enthusiasm and your goodness. May you always be true to your own spirit and your own genuine nature. May you continue to share the spirits with others. May you continue to serve others in need and in doing so, serve our Lord. May you both, you and Gus, be surrounded by light and love. And may you always maintain your special connection with us, the SCC family. God bless you. Good morning. How are you? I want to be Julianne Center when I grow up, for sure, for sure. Um, on behalf of the Board of Missions, which is nearest and dearest to my heart of all the boards I've been on, Julianne was there to be um, a part of our increased budget this year, which was the first time in many years, and so um, I'm very glad that you were a part of that. I do have a really funny story that I want to tell you really quick. So Jeff and I moved about a month ago, two months ago, right? And we live in a small village in Brantford called Stony Creek Village. And Jeff is working there. And um, we are now known as the members who go to Julianne Center's church. <laughs> um, they were dying to have you. And when they found out we were members here, they said, oh, my gosh. So they came down and saw you last week. <laughs> yes, didn't they, right? <laughs> they did. They did. We thought, oh, my gosh. So um, your, your breadth will be forever felt by all of us. And if you end up where we are, we might come back. So over the last three years, we've seen you grow, Julianne, in immeasurable confidence and knowledge. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> this is just weird. <laughs> thank you. I'll start again. So over the last three years, we've seen you grow immeasurably in confidence and knowledge regarding your ministerial responsibilities. You've embraced, sorry, I need to put that down. You've embraced a broad range of opportunities that Paul and Laura have given you with a smile and enthusiasm and without hesitation, always. Our own family has benefited and witnessed your caring impact on the middle school youth group where you've made it a fun 
and safe place for them to share the love among each other. The entire congregation has benefited from your evolution as you've shared your belief and your love more purely. We're excited for the journey ahead, your journey ahead with God and Gus, <laughs> knowing that wherever you land, they are going to be so lucky to have you. Congratulations, and you will be missed. And this is I won't, I, won't, I won't touch it. I won't touch it. Uh, my name is John Trainer, and I represent the trustees, which is representing you all. Um, I was so glad to hear Julianne say that she was weird, because this is going to make my comments a lot easier. All right? She's very nervous right now. Um, the word I chose was unique, um, yeah, much nicer. Um, when I think about, about Julianne, and, and again, you know, my wife and I, when we first met Julianne, our two of our boys uh, went to Brown, and when we were up there on Sundays, we would go to the, go to the chapel, and we thought, gee, you know, Julianne, maybe, uh, maybe we were there at the same time. And she said, well, you know, I was doing this uh, street service and, and a mission outreach, and I thought, wow, this is, this is very different. This is a different young woman. So right from the get-go, we knew there's a uniqueness about this, about this young woman. Well, I know every one of us could probably tell a story about how, you know, Julianne worked, worked with us and touched our lives, whether it was through all the work she's done with our kids and our families. Uh, she's, she blessed my golden doodle several times, <laughs> didn't have much of an impact. In two weeks, she's actually going to baptize um, our first grandchild. So, you know, our family and this church family has been touched in so many ways by this unique young woman. There's one, one sermon that she gave, though, uh, and she had one line in the sermon, and I don't even know if it was the theme of the sermon, but it's something that I will carry with me, really, and it, it, for the rest of my life, and it really has helped me as we you know, all wrestle with the, the crazy headlines of the day. She was talking about, about us, and she said, we are Easter people living in a Good Friday world. And I thought, wow. And I, I have never forgotten that. And as I think about all the, the craziness in the world and thinking about Julianne, she's going to be carrying that Easter message to this crazy Good Friday world. So from all of us, the entire church, the trustees would like to give you a little gift to remember us, to remember, uh, remember us, and hopefully this helps you as you, uh, you begin your journey. So, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Julie, Julianne, STB Reverend Julianne, 
your faithful and sometimes rowdy women's group friends are sad that you are leaving us. But we're also happy that you are moving on to yet another new chapter in your so very, very interesting life. And that you will be sharing that experience with your now fiance and soon to be husband, Gus. We have truly enjoyed and loved being with you at our Thursday gatherings over the last three years. We've laughed with you. We've learned a lot from you. We've prayed with you. And some of us have perhaps even cried with you. <clears throat> you and Reverend Laura made a great team. You also did a superb job filling in for Laura during her absences. And those, we all know, are big shoes to fill. You are an exceedingly kind, caring, thoughtful, and multi-talented woman with an uplifting spirit. You are, as everyone has noted, exceptionally smart, if not brilliant. You are these things and more, and in the most humble of ways. The women's group thanks you. We thank you for sharing your abundant knowledge with us and your love of the Bible, which is contagious and I can speak to that. You will be greatly missed, Julianne, but you will not be forgotten. And so, for all you are, for all that you have shown us and Southport Congregational Church, the women's group would like you to have this small token of our appreciation, our affection, and our gratitude. May you continue to go with God. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. For everybody's sake, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> this is so exciting. I am so happy for you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Pat Morrow. Um, my family and I have only been part of this family, this church family, for about a year and a half. Although I heard about it almost 15 years ago from my good friend Tracy Provost, whom you've all heard from earlier today. Man, I'm not, I think it's I contagious. Know. What happened? <laughs> So, um, going along the theme of weird, um, I'm also joined here by my brother today who's in town from Hawaii, and uh, he will tell you that, as my older brother, I too share that weirdness. Um, and there, there's beauty in that, right? Because it's, it's finding yourself and, and being part of a community that encourages you to find yourself. One of the things that, that you helped all of us with, what is going on? Is it the air quality? It's the air. <laughs> deep breath, deep breath. So, a number of months ago, um, Julianne had the great idea to invite all of us to send in any artwork that you had, whether that was prints, photos, and we were all, I think, pleasantly surprised with the the um, excitement that, that we all had for that, and the, the number of us that shared. 
So you worked that into one of your sermons, and then thankfully from that, you inspired Jeffrey Earls to send out an email to everybody to say, hey, if you participated in this, or if you want to participate going forward, why don't we all get together and meet every couple of weeks and just share our art, whatever that means to you. It could have interpretations you know, with your theological life. If, you, if your art represents Jesus and God, great. If not, just like this community, we are all inclusive, all encompassing. So just come to share. If you just wanna sit and listen to hear everybody else's interpretations, great. So being a father of two, a husband, working, all the things pulling on my life, Alex, my very supportive wife, whom many of you know, said, Pat, you don't do anything for yourself. Go do this. So I did. I showed up thinking it was weird. What, what am I doing here? And uh, Jeffrey, thank you for putting that together. So we now are called the SCC Art and Soul that you helped inspire. We get together, we share. And listening to everybody speak before I stood up in front of you, um, during that time period, I was going through a very difficult time and helping others, supporting others, doing everything, trying to do God's work to support everybody else. And, and I said to myself one day, well, who, who, who do I lean on? And I, I brought that thread back to the group and I said, hey, can everybody just interpret a line who supports the rock? And I was so touched that I showed up that Tuesday and people painted, people took photos, all of their interpretation of who supports the rock. But I just want to share one line because that Tuesday morning, as we were getting the girls ready for school, as we were getting ready for work, I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't done my part. I'm the one who came up with a thread, but I haven't done anything. So Alex got the girls to school. I had, I had some time before I had to get to work, and I sat down at the piano, and, and, I, and I ended up writing a song that is now called Who Supports the Rock? And listening to everybody today, one of the threads that I'm taking away from, from everybody celebrating you is the family and community that you are part of, that, that everybody here has welcomed my family into, and you're going to take that with you for whatever that next chapter is. But please know that you always have a seat at our table, the Morrow family. I know I can speak for everybody here that you always have, have a home here. But if you do have an experience like I had a couple months ago where, where you're just questioning things and you, you feel a little lost, the way I interpreted that was <clears throat> sometimes I feel lost, like I'm going it alone. That's when I lean on you, my foundation, you're my home. Sometimes I feel lost, like I'm going it alone. That's when I lean on you, my salvation, you're my home. Thank you for touching our lives. Thank you for being part of our lives. And we are always here to support you. We get to sing Julianne's all-time favorite hymn it's true. as a closer and as a continuum. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
you keep making me cry. And I can't even count the amount of times that I've cried in this space. And I know that many of you feel the same way because there's something about this space where our guards are down. And we can take a deep breath and we can let differences wash away and we can be present with each other and with God and with God's word and with love, love and peace which surpass all understanding, which surpass all words, which bring water to our eyes and make us uncomfortable and make us say weird things. And I thank you all from the bottom of my heart for being here with me today and for three years and for forever in memory and in relationship. We make the way by walking and we have walked together and we will keep walking together and God will keep walking with us because I love this hymn, because Jesus has sought us when we were strangers and you loved me when I was a stranger and I loved you when I was a stranger and we are all prone to wander and sometimes that wandering is meaningful and sometimes it's for a destination that we don't yet know. And so as we walk out of this place today into the unknown, and as I walk out of this place, not today, but soon, <laughs> and as we go into the next steps, may we not be conformed to what happens out there, but be transformed by what happens in here. And in here. And in here. And together. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May God turn his face to you and give you peace now and forevermore. Here and here and here and out there. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I love you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm on my own.